Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the BGW podcast. So today we're going to be talking about Roth IRAs. So Roth IRAs are thrown out a lot. I feel like everyone's like, Roth IRA, invest in a Roth IRA, open a Roth IRA. (laughs) And if you don't know anything about them, you're probably like, what the heck is that? And also, can you just explain it to me in a way that I understand? So that is what we're going to do today. We're going to talk all about Roth IRAs, what they are, what the purpose of them are, why they're important, why you should care, how they work, all of the things. Um, And then I'm also going to teach you how to, like in real time, I say in real time, but like as you're listening to this, you can follow along by Googling um, a fund and I can kind of walk you through some of the things to um, look at as you're deciding what to actually buy in your Roth IRA. Now, Big disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor, so this is all for educational purposes only. Obviously, you want to um, do the research and understand the investments that you're buying and make sure that they actually align with your goals and um, you know your circumstances, like where you are right now. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty, so um, let's go ahead and begin. So I want to compare a Roth IRA to um, a concept you already are familiar with, which is just like a checking in a savings account, right? So a checking in a savings account is money is uh, an account where you put your money into to either you know hold it somewhere when you're making purchases or actually save it. So that's the purpose of those accounts. A Roth IRA is an investing account. Now, this is an account that is created to help you specifically save and invest for retirement. Okay. So there's there's like normal investing accounts that are just for you to like invest your money. And then there's accounts that are specifically designed for you to invest and save for retirement. A Roth IRA is one of those retirement investing accounts. Same with a 401k. There's, there's a whole lot, but those are the kind of just the, the really popular ones. Um, IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. The Roth part is just the last name of the senator who actually proposed it, like who proposed the idea, the concept of this investing account. That guy's name <laughs> was Senator William Roth. And so because this account has some really great tax benefits. Um, it was proposed and then later passed as like, yep, we we agree that this is a great uh, investing account for retirement and there are tax benefits associated with this account, which we'll cover later. Um, now, the difference between like a, a Roth IRA investing account and like your checking account is that there is a limit to how much you can actually contribute into this account, right? Like your checking, you can put in essentially as much money as you want in there. Most people don't hold a lot of cash in their checking and their savings for a a variety of different reasons, Um, but um, they could, in theory, put as much as they want. Um, For a Roth IRA, you can only contribute up to $6,000 in 2022. So now that number changes from year to year, so it's always good to kind of just know like if it's been updated or increased, but where we are right now, you can only contribute $6,000. 
Um, there is an income limit to who can actually even contribute to this account. So if you are a single tax filer, you must have an um, modified adjusted gross income of $144,000 or less. So that just means that if you earn above that, you no longer qualify to have this account and contribute money to it. So that there is an income limit for that. Um, because it is because it is an investing account for retirement, you are not allowed to withdraw money from this account until you are 59.5 years old or you'll get a penalty. There is a 10% penalty when you withdraw early. So this is designed for retirement, which is why there is a... Uh, a year like you have to be 59 and a half years old in order to start withdrawing the money now there are some ex exceptions um to withdrawing um the principal but for the most part it's in just encouraged to just leave the money in there let it grow and kind of have it do its thing so that is the essence kind of the basics of this account um I think a really big thing to touch on though is like, why the heck should I worry about retirement? I'm like 25 years old, <laughs> right? Or 27 or 30 or 32. However, however old you are, um, retirement can feel like so like far away, right? Like I don't really have to think about that right now. I'm still young. Um, and I think it's valid, right? It does feel really far away, but I also think it's good to think through like, okay, so let's just, let's just think like, what, what are you going to do when you stop working? Right? Because at age 60, you're probably going to be like, all right, I'm done. I want to just chill. I want to just be at my house, enjoy my life and not work. And that's great but you still have to earn money, right? You still want to like have the financial, um, the, like the finances to be able to support your life at age 60 and 65 and 70 and 75 and, you know, even beyond that. And so you want to start thinking like, Hmm, like how can I leverage my working years right now? The years that I'm like really earning a lot and kind of set myself up in the future so that, when I do retire, when I do want to stop working, I'm actually able to, because if you don't think through that, what ends up happening is you're going to have to keep working. You're going to have to figure out how to bring in more income and you want to be in a position where you right now is proactively thinking about that as opposed to 60, 70, 80 year old you is like trying to figure it out, right? You want to just give yourself that space when you're, when you're older. And so that's why it's like just important to have it on your radar, right? Like I'm not saying like, like super focus on this and be stressed out about it, but definitely have it on your radar. Um, okay. So let's say you, you know, you get to age 60 and you're thinking through like, okay, like what are my, you know, uh, estimated annual expenses that I want to, to have every year. Um, well, let's say that number for you is 60,000, right? Like 60,000 is the number that I want every year when I'm retired. I want to be able to create that kind of like salary machine without me actually having to work. And so if that's not number, you would take 60,000 and you would multiply it by 25 years. And so that is going to give you the grand total of 1.5 million. Um, 
That number, that 1.5 million is what you would call your financial, financial independence number, right? That is the number that you have to hit in order to be financially independent. Now, let's say you are 30 years old right now and you're like, I need to save for that number, for that 1.5 million. You will need to save $4,166 every single month for the next 30 years, which is a lot of money to be saving. But if you were, if you were just approaching this goal with a saving mentality, that's how much money it would take you because your money is just going to like sit in a checking account and sit in a savings account. It's not going to sit in an account that can actually grow, that can actually grow your money. Now on the flip side, if you um, were like, all right, I'm 30 years old and I want to invest to hit this 1.5 million goal, you would need to invest $1,350 per month for the next 30 years, which is significantly different than that $4,166 per month. So, and the reason why this is so different is because you you want to think about like leveraging the... Um, the, the tool, right, that you have access to. With a checking and a savings account, essentially what you're just doing there is like storing money away. But with an investment account, you're growing. So the tool here is growth, whereas the other, like a checking and savings account really is just like an account to hold money and an investment account is an account to grow money. And so that is just the difference that you want to um, just like understand. So ultimately throughout the course of your life if you're 30 now and you're planning to retire at 60 you would contribute a grand total of four hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars, but that money would grow into one million five hundred and thirty thousand two hundred and sixty four and seventy four cents <laughs> so this is a clear example of how your money works for you right? Like that $468,000 generated like in the millions, um, like of, of money for you without you having to like work for it. It just, it worked for you. Oops. I accidentally hit my, my mic. Okay. So why is this account super popular? Um, this account is super popular because like I touched on in the beginning, it has really great tax benefits. So your Roth IRA allows your earnings, like the growth of your money to grow tax-free, um, which is very normal than, or very different than a quote unquote normal investing account. That's not for retirement because with quote unquote normal investing accounts that are not for retirement, you actually have to pay taxes on your earnings. So for example, let's say you buy a stock for $10 and sell it at $50. That $40 profit is actually taxed. It's taxed with this thing called capital gains tax, which means that you have to pay taxes on the gains or profit of your investments. Um, so now, now you have to just like think through that, right? Because um, when you're investing, like the goal of your investments is to grow. The goal is to like have it be as profitable as possible. And so having access to an account that shelters you from that tax is really, really great because you don't have to worry about that. Um, now, another thing with a Roth IRA is that you contribute money into this account that are post-tax dollars, 
meaning you've already paid income taxes on it. The money that you know goes into your direct deposit is then the money that you contribute to your Roth IRA. So you are paying taxes on that money today, which is great because then later when you withdraw at age 60, you don't even have to worry about paying taxes then, right? Like you don't have to worry about the uh, taxes on your earnings. That's kind of like waived and you don't have to worry about paying taxes when you withdraw because you already took care of that, right? You're not going to get taxed twice. You're just going to decide, do I want to pay now or do I want to pay later? Um, and that's the advantage of a Roth IRA. On the contrary, with a traditional IRA, you would skip paying taxes now, but you would be responsible for paying taxes when you withdraw at the age of retirement. So that's just like the difference. Usually when you see Roth, it is um, because you're going to be contributing post tax dollars to that account. So a Roth 401k, a Roth IRA, you're contributing post tax dollars. Um, so that is just good to know. Okay, so you put money in this account and then what? This is where some people stop. Um, they're just like, oh, I, I got an account and I just put money in there. Great, okay, I'm in, I put money in my Roth IRA. That means I'm investing. Unfortunately, that's not what that means. Um, because unlike a checking or a savings account where you can just put money in there and just leave it, the point of an investment account is to use that money and buy an asset that will help the money grow right? And so when you contribute money to a Roth IRA, you're automatically going to be like your money is automatically going to be put into what is called a money market fund. Um, and this is just a fund that is this purpose is to hold your money. So it's very comparable to your checking and your savings account. Um, and that's just like default where the money lands and just lands in a money market account for a lot of different, um, Roth IRAs. Like you'll, your, your cash will land in a money market account. And so if you don't move it from that money market account and actually pick the stocks or the bonds or the ETFs, the assets that you want to buy, you you've essentially just created another form of a checking account, but like it's like labeled a Roth IRA. And so that's the part that I, I just want you um, to understand because a lot of times people are contributing money to this account and they think they're investing in the Roth IRA, but they're not actually buying any assets. So speaking of assets, what are the assets to buy? So there are individual stocks you could buy, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, mutual index funds. Um, there's also this investment or asset that's called a real estate investment trust. Um, it's called a REIT. Um, there's target date funds. These are all different assets that you can buy with your money that's going to help your money grow. And so um, this is the part where people are like, all right, just, just tell me, just tell me what I should buy. <laughs> just go tell me. And it's very hard to answer this question because um, one, it, you just don't know anything about the person, right? Like who's asking me this question? Are you young? Like, what are your goals? What are you, um, like, are you risk adverse? Are you risk tolerant like where are you at like you know there's so many things that go into making this this decision for yourself and um I, I think a lot of times people approach this question which is with like just tell me what to get and it really is like no no you want to really understand where you're at how much do you have invested already what are you you know what are you focused on what is your risk tolerance how much time do you have um 
What do you need in your portfolio? What do you already have in your 401k? You know, like there's so many things you want to consider. Um, so I think that's just really important to, to understand. Um, another thing is that it depends, like where, where did you get your Roth IRA, right? Like if you got it at Vanguard, Vanguard funds are labeled different than Fidelity funds. They have different ticker numbers. A ticker number is kind of like um, like a symbol that that you use. It's like a series of letters that you use to identify like what fund you're talking about. And so, um, Vanguard funds are different than Fidelity funds. They have different ticker ticker numbers. So someone's like what should i buy i'm like i don't know i don't know where where you're like even have your other or any of that okay so i just wanted to to say that um it is going to be a little bit more complex but i'm not going to leave you hanging i do want to give you a starting point okay so if you're like all right i get that like there's so many things i need to figure out but like give me a place to start okay so let's say um you want to find an asset that's gonna grow, right? It's gonna grow. It doesn't have that many fees. Um, you have about 20 to 30 years before retirement. Um, you're thinking, hey, I want to invest in some stocks because you're really focused on primarily growing right now and you want to you know, diversify your investments. So you're not like wanting to put all your eggs in one basket, but you want a diversified um, asset that will grow and your account is in Vanguard. Okay, cool. So again, this is not investing advice, but this is a starting point for you to go do your research and see if this is the fund that you want to invest in. So I would consider researching and Googling uh, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. The ticker number is VTSAX. Okay, so go ahead and type in on Google VTSAX and then click on the actual um, the actual fund. So we're both going to be looking at the same thing. So click Vanguard Total Stock Market Index, Fund, Admiral Shares, click. All right, we're going to get an overview. So I'm going to um, read you what's on this page and hopefully you're following along by looking at your computer. So the product summary is really cool. I always just look at that to like understand what, what's in this fund. So creating in 1992, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, which is this asset, is designed to provide investors with exposure to the entire U.S equity market. Equity is just another way of saying stock. So the entire U.S. stock market, including large, mid, and large cap growth and value stocks. So let's break that down, including small, medium, and large companies um, that have growth and value stocks. So that's good. We can talk about growth and value stocks another time, but it just gives you like an understanding that there's two types of stocks in this fund, um, ranging from small companies, mid-side companies, and large companies. The fund's key attributes are its low cost, broad diversification, and the potential for tax efficiency. Investors looking for a low-cost way to gain broad exposure to the U.S. stock market who are willing to accept the volatility that comes with the stock market investing may wish to consider this fund as either a core equity holding or your only domestic stock fund. So it's essentially saying like, hey, this is a great way to get exposure to the entire stock market um, at a low-cost way, uh, low-cost way. But heads up, you have to be a little risk. Um, tolerant because there's volatility that comes with the stock market um it's just kind of like it is what it is that's just how the stock market works um so great that gives you an understanding of like oh okay like this fund has all gives you exposure to all of the companies 
in the U.S. and the entire U.S. equity market. And so that's great to know because you understand like, okay, I'm being well diversified. Then if you look over here, the asset class domestic stock. So it's like U.S. stock um, categories, large blend. So there's a large, like large companies are in this. There's a blend of growth stocks and value stocks. The expense ratio is 0 0.004. Um, and that is considered low for a, um, an, a fund. So that's really great. Like most of the time you want to be as close to zero as possible. The minimum investment is $3,000. So for this particular fund, you have to have at least $3,000, which is a bummer. Um, if you're starting with like, you know, a hundred dollars, um, if you want to start with something less then you would consider maybe, uh, investing with Fidelity or Charles and Schwab. So that gives you an understanding of like, okay, this is a, a, a good, um, us domestic stock asset then you can go to price and performance so the price as of um 314.22 is 102.16 so that gives me like one share of this fund is that price um now this is where it's like you know you you, would, you might be asking yourself like why wouldn't vanguard just let me borrow buy one fund that's or one share for $102.16? That's a great question. <laughs> their, their sort of rule is that you have to start with $3,000 minimum. So that's just like good to know. The performance, you get to see like the growth of $10,000 um, in February of 2012 versus uh, February of 2022. So in February of 2012, if you would have invested $10,000, you would have right now $37,800 dollars and 83 cents so you get to see like the growth of your hypothetical money um and then you actually get to see the average annual returns um so they tell you like you know one year you're having um 11.93 um three years 17.46 five year 14.64 and so forth and so on so this is really good you want to like you want to see the growth be um you know on the higher on the higher side obviously but um, the stock market grows an average of um, 10 to 12 percent before inflation. After inflation, that number is typically, you know, um, seven to eight. So that's just good benchmark to know. Um, from there, you can look at um, the portfolio and management. So the portfolio, again, is going to tell you um, you have large holding or you have large companies in this fund and they're a blend between value and growth stocks. Um and then you get to see like what sectors they're invested in. You can see here that it, there's energy, financial, healthcare, real estate, technology, all of the things. Um, and then you get to see the uh, top 10 holding. So the top 10 holding in this um, mutual fund are Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, um, these letters that I don't know <laughs> how to pronounce this company's name, Johnson & Johnson, so forth and so on. So that's um really cool because you get a a like a snapshot of like who are the biggest uh, hold holdings in this um fund and you can see that they hold up to 25.10 of the total net assets in this um fund so so that's just good to know because when you buy into this fund you're essentially buying into all of these companies um, because it's a it's a fund that's kind of packaged with all of these companies in there and so yeah i think that um just kind of getting familiar with like 
looking at some of these charts and going through the tabs and understanding like how to read things is really good. The distribution tab, if you click that, you'll see that this is where you get to see the dividends that are paid out. So you'll get to see like, oh, okay, like they pay out dividends every so often. Like this is what um, the like dividends per share was. And so that just helps you see like, okay, does this, um, does this asset also yield dividends? So yeah, that is a little crash course on even how to start Googling and researching, um, some, some uh, mutual funds, uh, mutual index funds as you are learning about Roth IRAs. So to recap, a Roth IRA is an investing account specifically designed for retirement. It is um, an account that you can contribute post-tax dollars to up to $6,000 a year. Your money grows tax-free and you don't have to pay taxes on your money when you retire. Um, you have to wait until you're 59 and a half to withdraw. There are some exceptions, but most people don't touch it until they're 59 and a half years old. Uh, when you contribute money into this account, it is automatically going to go into what is called a money market fund. From there, you have to actually take the money from the money market fund and buy an asset. And you can do this all through the broker that you decided to go with. So the discount broker um, whether it's Fidelity, Charles and Schwab, Vanguard, on their um, on their like platform, just like you do online banking, you would on you would log into your Roth IRA, you would see your money there, and then you would um, just order whatever fund you want to order. Um, order is such a funny word because when I think of order, I think of food, like I'm ordering food, but like order is the way that you say, like, I'm going to buy a mutual fund. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to place an order, which is funny to me. <laughs> okay. Anywho, that is it for this week. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions, if you are interested in diving deeper into your investing knowledge and just really want to understand this like really well. Um, so you can feel confident in what your money is doing your 401k. You can feel feel prepared um as like what your money is going to do you know for the future i want to invite you to apply to my one-on-one -on -one money and investing coaching program inside that program i help you really understand this stuff like really just get super knowledgeable and familiar with your investments and your money so that you can confidently build generational wealth and help um you know, those that come after you help your family members, your community, um, just understand money and feel empowered with your finances as opposed to it being something that's stressful or, um, you know, too hard. I think a lot of times as women, we're disregarded when it comes to being, um, capable wealth builders. And I'm here to tell you that, we should not be disregarded <laughs> because women are great investors. Um, and it's in us like we, I, we just need to pull it out. Like our capabilities with money are in us. We just have to pull it out. Like the confidence it's there. It just needs to come out. So if you want to get to a place where you feel really confident with your money and your investments and really just want to understand money in a whole other level, I invite you to apply. Um, just click the link in the descriptions or head to at building.gen.wealth. Click the link in my bio and hit how to work with you. Um, and then you'll learn a little bit more about the program and how that works. But um, that's it. I hope you have a great rest of your week and yeah, bye guys.